I'm glad for this opportunity as I was thinking and praying for you. Um, I was considering the work that we do and that God has called us to do as shepherds. And one passage in particular has somewhat gotten stuck in my craw, so to speak, over the last few weeks. It's in Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18 and beginning in verse 10. It's a familiar passage to most of us. And our Lord is speaking. He says, see that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine that never went astray. So, it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. What is it in your pastoral ministry where you believe that, man, I'm in my wheelhouse right here. What is it in the pastoral ministry where you say, man, I am clicking on all cylinders of what God's equipped me to be and what he's called me to be. What is it there that that really kind of Man, I have satisfaction in the ministry, and I think God's pleased with what I'm doing. Is it, is it when you're preaching? Is it when you've pulled the message together? And I mean, it's finally all come together, and you've argued and with yourself over the words, and you've put the sentences together, and finally it comes together, and you've communicated it to your congregation, and it seems like they get it, and some of them, even as they pass you on the way out, say, I'm going to do something with it. I mean, we ought to feel good when that, that happens. And I mean, communicating the word, feeding the sheep is an important part of what we do. Sometimes maybe it's, uh, when that happens, I, I, I want to sort of give myself a pat on the back. You know, you used your time well this week. There's other times just in organizing or helping to guide the sheep. Sometimes just spending some one-on-one time, I'm thinking, man, this is really what I'm good at. I have the ministry of hanging out, you know, and if I can just get alone, one-on-one with a sheep, you know what? They're going to walk closer with Jesus. But you know what I don't enjoy very much? I don't enjoy very much the sheep that don't grow very quickly, the sheep that are slow to learn, the sheep that are constantly going astray, the sheep that have problems that were, couldn't you see that that was going to be the outcome of that? Couldn't you, I mean, it was obvious to me that was where you, why did you go that way? Why did you seek that help? Why did you seek any help and why did you go that way? And I found that um, you might not have any of these people in your church. I have a few. Um, and really, I found myself resenting the time and the effort that it takes to shepherd these people compared to the major group in my flock. See, I misunderstood this passage for a long time. I'm not the smartest guy in this room, I'm sure of that. But for a long time, I just took this whole idea is that God cares for the lost sheep as in lost people. But that's not the context of this at all. He's talking about the lost sheep of Israel, some of his covenant people that have gone astray. 
And so this passage here is to tell us as pastors it's what's important to Jesus' heart as a shepherd and what should be important to my heart as a shepherd is not just the 90 and 9, but the ones who are a pain in the neck that cost more effort and time, the ones that wreck my schedule. These are the ones that God has called me to show his love to, but yet I don't want to. They take more time, and they need our shepherding at inconvenient times. I often wonder, why can't you just come to this group? We have this group right here that's meeting. If you'd come be a part of this, we could get it all done at one, once. But no, what they want is individual attention over here at a time when I haven't scheduled it. And I want to tell them, you know what, I've scheduled people with that issue over here at this time. If you could be here at this time, I will happily pastor you. But that's not how it works. I get the call. So-and-so's in jail. You know, so-and-so has this kind of problem. And that's when they need help. I don't like that very much. I'm not going to go on and on about it this morning. But I want to remind you and remind myself that shepherding the flock of Jesus is a messy business. And if we're going to shepherd the ones that most need it and act most like our shepherd, we're going to have to go after the difficult ones at inconvenient times with a loving heart and a compassionate heart and a merciful heart rather than a resentful heart. So I stand before you this morning as a pastor to confess to you but also to urge each one of you to seek the Lord's help in pastoring the difficult sheep well without resentment but with true love and with mercy. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we stop and thank you right now to be reminded of your heart for wandering and straying sheep. God, I pray that you would Help me and help us in this room who lead your sheep on a regular basis to be reminded not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought. But God, would you allow the difficult and time-consuming sheep in our flock to remind us that we too stray that we too need our Savior's mercy and patience extended towards us, and oh, how often we receive it. God, help us to now reflect the mercy and patience of our Savior and the care of our flocks. In all the things that we do throughout the week, God, we ask 
that you would help us to set a good example in all the ways that we interact with your people, remembering that they are yours and not ours. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.